Hello and welcome to the Crack Beer Community Podcast. I'm your host Brian, and in this episode of the Industry Spotlight, I'll be joined by Connor Brazel, Marketing and Sales Support at Four Corners. Four Corners are one of the leading distributors of craft beer and cider in Ireland. In addition to distributing beers from a range of Irish breweries, they also import and distribute beers from around Europe and the United States. Their portfolio of Irish beers includes the likes of Dead Centre, Dungarvan, Lineman, Oh Brother, Rye River, Third Barrel and Whiplash. Distribution of beer in Ireland can be tricky for breweries due to a number of reasons, such as licensing laws, time, the cost involved and logistics. It's an area that we don't often hear much about and one that I was keen to explore further. That brings us to Connor. Connor looks after a whole range of activities in Four Corners, such as managing the beer portfolio that is sent out to customers in both the on and off trade, providing sales support for their sales reps who are out on the road traveling around the country, as well as the day-to-day marketing activities, such as looking after their social media accounts and engaging with their customers. I sit down with Connor in Underdog on Chancery Place, Dublin 7, to hear all about his story to date and how he got working in the industry. I begin by asking him to introduce himself and to tell us a little bit about his role. Uh, hi, I'm Connor. I work as marketing and sales support in Four Corners. So, a tiny bit about me is I will be the po- person posting on all the social medias. So, if you see anything from Four Corners, 99% chance it's me. Um, other than that, I'm just in the office, so it's uh, social media is where you're going to find me for Four Corners. So then, tell us a bit about Four Corners itself, then uh, what does the, the business do? So it's, uh, it's founded in 2004 by Paul, who is still head of the company today. Uh, we are a beer distributor, so a lot of people don't really know what that means. Uh, we are the people who take the beer from the brewery and get it into people's hands, is how we like to think of it. Um, yeah, so it's... For the breweries we distribute, uh, I'll go through all the Irish ones, because Irish craft beer podcast, uh, we do Whiplash, Dungarvan, Third Barrel, Oh Brother, Craigie's, Killahora Orchards, Lineman, Dead Centre, and we do Rye River's kind of special releases. We also do Tool, Mikeller, Lurvig, and Stigbergetts for the Scandinavians, and the others are Beavertown, Brooklyn, Hofbrau, Gaffel, Der Hirschbrau, uh, Havman and De Glazentoren as well. Um, yeah, so we are the people who get beer into people's hands. So if you're most places in Ireland and you're drinking a whiplash beer from them, more than likely it's us who's put it there. Uh, yeah, we're like the sales reps. We try and keep a big portfolio of beers. Uh, so it's a complete package to sell to retailers. Because um, quite often, you'll have maybe 10, 15 different IPAs and it's our job to tell the retailer exactly what about this beer and why they should take it. Uh, Some of them will want sours and some breweries have them, some don't, it's stuff like that. It's kind of giving them a package they can work with to sell beer to people, you know. Um, And then the logistics of it as well, we have we're out of a warehouse up in Swords and just trying to get beer around the country. Uh, working with like logistics companies such as DDL, Lynx, trying to get it around the country. Because uh, a lot of breweries, if they're domestic, there is a concentration in Dublin. Um, like, well, Dublin, Wicklow area. 
and I think it'd be unreasonable to expect a brewery with maybe 10 people in it to try and get their beer all the way out in Kinsale, like places like that. Uh, so that's what we do. So then in terms of the, I guess the challenges that breweries face in, in actually distributing their own beer, yeah. so it's like, how, what, what's, what lies ahead of them when they try and distribute and, and why does someone like Four Corners, how are they beneficial to, to breweries basically? Just like building a presence in different areas. Uh, so like if you take a brewery from Wicklow, let's say, for them to go to Galway and sell their beer there regularly, they kind of need to be there every week. And uh, like brewery is more than a full-time job, it's like miles, especially when you're running one. And to expect someone to be in Galway every week or Waterford or different parts of the country, it, it's just not feasible. So they give us their beer, uh, we buy their beer off them. And we, like our reps, will be in these places every single week keeping it fresh in people's minds and getting the beer to them uh, like usually next day or day after on what, whatever day they want and kind of maintaining those relationships so um, like the repeat customers usually get the same beer anyway but if you've built up this relationship you go oh you really like this beer for my brother let's try another one I don't think a brewery would be able to do that themselves because it, it's just so much time it is like the fact that we have people full-time doing this job in different areas it's not like even one person we have three people for Dublin alone uh, Darren somehow does Cork on his own Cork and Galway on his own which is like he is two people you know he's all over the place <laughs> and you try and put that on top of building a brand get making good beer keeping things fresh it's just not something that a lot of breweries can physically do there's not enough hours in the day yeah absolutely yeah yeah so like you're looking at logistics time cost um probably licensing laws as well Uh, play a factor in it as well in terms of it's it's difficult for breweries to sell beer and then yes you know the the tap room laws and yeah an absolute nightmare uh i can't say too much but i know there are a few breweries looking to open a tap room and it sounds like an absolute nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to say they regret it, but like the licensing laws in this country are beyond a joke at this point. Because yeah. I like I spent a bit of time in Edinburgh over the last few weeks, and the amount of tiny little cafes that had little little pub attached to it with a nice fridge of cans is something I wish we could do here a lot more. It'd be so nice, but you know, yeah. that's the environment we operate in now, and. Hopefully that'll change, but who knows, you know. Yeah, exactly, yeah. That's it for the time being anyway, unfortunately. <laughs> um, so then I suppose a bit about your role, Connor. then, your day-to-day. Um, well, I suppose walk us through, like, a, a, a regular day for yourself. Um, well, I'll go through, I'll go through today. Uh, like, between 9 and 12, I'm on the phone getting orders and putting them through. So the rep will send an order into our system. We'll batch them together and send them to the warehouse and we're kind of the first, well, me and our uh, accounts, uh, Adrian, are the first kind of points of contact in the office. So if there is a problem, we're the first point of contact and these problems are always in the morning, so you've got to keep an eye on the phones. And um, yeah, so batching stuff together, sending it across for orders, uh, getting stuff down to Darren because his orders have to be in early. And then after that, there's another window of 12 to 3 where Dublin orders can come in and during that, it's not as much on the phone, it's going through social media, 
going through sales material um, and just putting it together for next week. So uh, a big part of my job is to put together a core list, a limited list and a draft list. So core list doesn't change often, it's just if someone adds a core bear or we're out of stock of one, uh, I'll change that. The limited list changes virtually every week. It's what, what beer is coming before the end of the month, uh, in package specifically. So I get a list at the start of the month, I put everything on it, and then as we sell through them, I'll take them off. But it's, it gives the reps and customers a way to forecast what they're getting in when, um, with like specific dates we're selling them. And it's just to keep on top of things and give customers the freshest beer and give them an idea of what's moving, what's not. Uh, prices obviously, you know, all the stuff they need, barcodes, images, everything you could think of is in this sales material. Yeah, just talking to customers, uh, I'm redesigning the website right now for 2023, which we're going to try and use for, for our customers, <laughs> so if they need an image for their own website or whatever, they can just take it off our website instead of having to go through a rep or a Dropbox, or it'll just be there, you look it up. Four Corners, Lurvik, uh, no worries, there it is. Um, talking to people through the website who are looking for certain beers, I point them in the right direction. Uh, kind of a little bit of everything. Um, putting out fires whenever they come up, which isn't often, which is makes them more of an event. So they stick out in your mind a little bit more because you're like, it's always Friday, you're sitting there. After 3 p.m. on a Friday, there's physically nothing I can do. You know, I can't ring the warehouse and get them to bring beer out. I can't do X, Y, and Z. So you're just waiting from 3 till 5 on a Friday, being like, please, no one ring. And thankfully, it's not. It's it's a rare occurrence. Uh, I was going to say it's a, it's a treat when it happens. It's not, but you know, that's yeah, kind of a little bit of everything, but mostly marketing and tiny bit of working with the suppliers as well yeah okay sure nice nice so you kind of you kind of i suppose manage and look after the like the portfolio of beers or yeah. the catalog of beers you have that yeah. goes out and yeah yeah nice so then in terms of your background connor have you have you always worked in beer or around beer or what's what's been the the, the story to date no i have not always worked in beer uh, i'm 25 so this is my first full-time job I did engineering in college which I'm still trying to get through and um, which is quite different to marketing especially uh, so I work part-time in Malloy's in Leopardstown and in Tala and the two assistant managers there kind of pushed me from what I was drinking to craft beer and it's a story I like to tell where I started in Malloy's in Leopardstown and I was drinking uh, four packs of Tesco Lager, which were two euro fifty, and I thought that it would never get better than that, you know. And then he gives me my first craft beer, which I think was a Founders All Day IPA, a classic kind of starter craft beer. Uh, drank that, and I was like, "This is the worst thing I've ever tasted. I am never going to touch craft beer again." Um, I went off to Canada after that, and they have a great great beer culture in Vancouver. I was working an off license as well so you kind of you spread out a bit more. I had another manager over there who kept trying to get me to try different beers and yeah kind of spread out a tiny bit more. Came home and got moved to the Tala store and I was working a good bit more and the assistant manager there Neil just kept pushing me towards craft beer. He's like you like this beer let's try and find you something else you like and keep making those baby steps. 
and the way we did that was I got all the gone off beer so it's the only thing that was cheaper than the 250 cans of Tesco Lager was free cans of gone off craft beer and if you're a beer drinker you know the sell by date is not the be all and end all it's still good it's just not as fresh and then it, it you get that taste for hops and the, you like a little bit of bitterness maybe or I don't know how to really describe it you just get this tiny little taste of it and once you have that I think it's game over you're gonna just keep dipping your toes into different things um, and yeah so it's just so many different things to try in one fridge in work it was so so fun and it was the only thing that stuck you know and uh, like other than that it was a part-time job in an off license which is as bang average as you can get but i was just trying as many beers as i could i love talking about beer and then yeah i applied for a job in four corners as a sales rep and i was told that is not going to happen i don't think this is going to work out but i'll keep you in mind and two months later a job opened up in sales and marketing and just absolutely jumped on it i knew this is what i want to do i like talking about beer i like just everything about it much to the detriment to the people around me like i will not shut up about it and um, like my friends especially i'm always getting them to try the most mad out there beers i can get my hands on which is not the way to get people to like beer i know like i know it's always like jumping at the deep end it's i promise you it's not you know because uh, i was in lucky's a couple weeks ago and i was drinking the lindemans creek which to a lot of uh, craft beer drinkers is as tame as you can get into the belgian style kind of um, lambics and stuff like that and sitting across from me is one of my best mates he goes why are you drinking jam I was like, oh man it's lovely try it as one sip he's like that is the worst thing i've ever tasted so we have to we took us a few steps back and uh, keep getting them on the mexican lagers the german stuff and then just push them slowly towards it <laughs> so we've um i suppose we, we've got neil to thank then in terms of uh, getting you into beer i kept 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 nudging you kept nudging me so then what have been the the highlights to date all along the way um, I've been working in Four Corners since April so it is actually quite a short it feels very long kind of like so much has happened but it is only nine no seven months now and um, and I'd say the highlight is the small role we had in Fidelity like we helped get a lot of the beer in because we we dealt with a lot of these breweries before and especially a lot coming from Europe we just like Adrian and accounts just knew it in and out it was so easy because of her and um, and then you, you go to the mansion house and there's 300 or whatever amount of people there was there uh, and you're seeing everyone you're like this is so cool this is what craft beer could be in Ireland it was brilliant like this it's really good to have hard work rewarded with an incredible beer festival. I couldn't think of a better reward for a little bit of work you've done, you know? Okay, so those have been the, the highlights to date then, I guess. Have there been any any lowlights or, or disasters along the way? Uh, there has been. There's one that always sticks out. Is uh, So we, we send stuff down to Darren in Cork, like personally. It'll go to a, a warehouse there and he'll pick it up because he wants to go into the customer himself to kind of continue a conversation or whatever his reasons are you know, I'm not here to judge it's whatever he wants to do um, so on a Tuesday uh, I send down a Lurvig No Worries Grapefruit to Bradley's in Cork 
and what shows up is a Lurvig No Worries original, which, you know, they're identical beers, nearly like the cases, like nearly identical, one slightly redder than the other. Like, Grant, that happens. We'll send it again. The next day, Darren texts me, it happened again. I was like, okie dokie, do you want this, uh, do, you want, do they want the extra case? He's like, yes, but can you send three to me? I'll drop them one and drop another. And then Friday morning, I come into work early and uh, phone's already gone off. I'm like, what's, what's going on here? Darren, uh, I pick up Darren's just like, it's happened again. I don't know how it's happened again. Um, all three cases of Lurvick Lawyer's original. I was like, it was about quarter past nine. I was like, Darren, it's too early for this. Just give me, give me the bad news about 11. Because there's nothing either of us can do. And uh, like, the fact that that is my disaster story is really good. I just find it so funny. It's the same three cases stacked on each other. Ring the warehouse, and the guy who processed the orders just kind of starts like giggling. He's like, he knows like it's some something went wrong in the warehouse, but he's like, it's so ridiculous that it just kept happening. It was so funny. <laughs> oh, gas, gas. Um, all right then. So I suppose any advice for anyone who's looking to get into the industry or looking to maybe if they're in a different job, looking to transition or or what? What do you think? Um, well, I, what I've noticed is there seems to be like independent off-license to beer industry pipeline. You know, half the people that's worked in our office have also worked in an independent off-license. And it's just like nearly direct line. That's how I did it. It's how Neil did it. Like nearly everyone, it's got to go straight from there. So if you're able to, these places are where good craft beer is sold and also people who really care about beer are made kind of and yeah like work with beer as much as you can you know I didn't like when I started getting really interested in beer straight away my mind went to brewing I like don't have any experience in it like at all like not even a tiny bit I have one failed batch of this Cooper's Pale Ale pre-mix pack one very failed batch of it as well so uh like there is opportunities out there I, I didn't think I'd be working in craft beer as quickly as I am and yeah just keep an eye out for stuff people are moving around all the time we're in a, a very interesting time especially in Irish craft beer and um, we haven't had the same impact as like in the UK like the UK something's going on there's so many breweries closing and I don't know all the reasons there's so many but that hasn't happened as much. There's still people trying to get in and out of the industry. And just by its nature, craft beer is so up and down and all over the place. You never know when you're gonna get that little step into the industry. And then once you're in it, I like to say there's seven people in the craft beer industry in Ireland. You know, everyone knows everyone. And as long as you're engaged and interested and hardworking, I don't think you'll want for work in it, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And then, I suppose, for, for your role then specifically, uh, what sort of, are there any keys to success or, or anything anyone would need to know? Just keep trying to learn things, because like, I, I went into it not knowing much about marketing, and you get a crash course very quickly, and didn't know a huge amount about beer, like I tried loads, but just keep learning and keep evolving, which is what I think craft beer is really good at. I think it is always one step ahead of macros. You know, if, you, if something explodes in craft beer, you will see a, a macro brand try their hand at it. They usually buy a brewery and they try their hand at it. But, 
you know, it's it's so it's like lightning quick to trends and stuff like that, and you just have to keep learning and just expect to not know anything about the next thing that's coming at you and just keep trying to get over those hills and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, nice. And then on to future plans then for maybe, maybe for both Four Corners as a business and then for, for yourself as well, anything coming down the line? Uh, for Four Corners, um, like the industry is, like no one knows what's going to happen next year. Like you can try and plan as much as you can but just with everything going on, you can't really plan for it. We hope to just keep a really strong portfolio of brands like we have now, and maybe add one or two if conditions allow for it. And I know for a fact I'm not allowed to talk about that, who is coming <laughs> and stuff like that. And but yeah, just we want to be the the foremost thought about like cutting edge craft beer. We want to be the weird brands, the fun brands, the one that really try and push the envelope. And just to continue that, it's worked so far. So to try and keep things fresh. And me personally, I have only been here seven months and I've loved every second of it. So I've absolutely no plans to change anything. Just keep learning, keep try and keep on top of trends and stuff like that. But I'm very happy where I am right now. And, I think everyone in Four Corners is very happy with where the business is right now as well, yeah. I'd like to thank Connor for taking the time to join us, and I'd like to thank you for listening. It was great to hear all about Connor's background, and also gain some insight into the distribution side of the beer industry. The beer community in Ireland is an amazing space full of so many fantastic people. At Crack, we aim to champion independent brewers and everyone else involved in the independent beer scene and support them as best we can. If you'd like to learn more about Crack, you can get involved in the beery discussion at crack-beer-community.ie. It's free to join and always will be. You can also check us out on Twitter, at Crack Community, and on Instagram, at Crack Beer Community. Crack is entirely self-funded. If you'd like to support us in what we do, please keep an eye out for our Community Brew Project beers. All proceeds from these beers will go towards funding crack activities such as our member platform, our in-person events and this podcast. In picking up some of these beers, you'll be supporting a fantastic independent Irish brewery and retailer, help keep crack ticking over and you'll have a delicious beer to enjoy. It's a win all round. As a final note, if you enjoyed the podcast, then please feel free to rate it and also subscribe to stay up to date with all of our new releases. So that's it for now. Thanks again for listening and slauncha.